Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. I'm Heather Klug, registered dietitian with the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center. With me today is Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. Hello, Bethany. Hello, Heather. Welcome to May. Yay! Woo-hoo! Yay, it's May. Yay, it's May. That means it's almost summer. Yes. Which I'm At least very... here in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. We still have a long month of weird weather, but we'll get there. <laughs> but May is also a very busy month with health awareness events. Sure I feel is. like the health awareness person in charge needs to go and like spread these out a little bit more because <laughs> May we have National High Blood Pressure Education Month, National Stroke Awareness Month, National Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's also... Mediterranean Mediterranean Diet Diet Month. Yes. They all do sort of tie together. They do. In a way, as you will find out as we dig into our topic today. Now, I think most people know that the Mediterranean diet is very healthy. Mm -hmm. It's hard to not hear about that at all. It's, It's actually talked about quite a bit in the news. It almost always gets rated as the number one healthy diet or heart healthy diet, according to the U.S. News and World Report Best Diet Rankings each year. Yes, I always see it up there. Mm -hmm. For 2021, the Mediterranean diet had the following rankings. Okay. Okay, it was quite a few of them. So here we go. All right. So number one best overall diet. Awesome. Number one best heart healthy diet. Okay. Although it was tied with the DASH eating plan, very similar to the Mediterranean diet. It was also number one best diet for healthy eating. Okay. Also tied with the DASH eating plan there. Number one best in plant-based diets. Okay. That one might surprise some people. It's not 100% plant-based, but it's highly plant-based. Okay. Okay. Number one best diabetes diet. Okay. Tied with the flexitarian diet. I think that one would surprise people too. Yeah. Actually. And then the number one easiest diet to follow. That one sounds like the most important one. Yes. At least for, for me, that would be like the selling point. Yeah. Because I want easy. I hear you there. Yeah. So basically, with all of these number ones, I think the Mediterranean diet, if it were a swimmer, for example, it would be the Michael Phelps of all diets. Ooh, I like that. Right? That's a good analogy. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. It's got everything. It's winning all the gold medals, which means it sounds like more of us should be eating this way. (laughs) Yeah. So I heard you mention heart Mm -hmm. a bunch of times. And obviously, we're all about the heart here at the Karen Yance Cardiac Awareness Center. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we dig into why the Mediterranean diet is so good for the heart, You're going to explain the top five heart health benefits, right? Yes, I will. And at the end, we'll share some resources to help you follow and stick to this way of eating because that's what's important, right? (laughs) It's the sticking with it, being as consistent as we can. And one of them involves our own Karen Janssen or YouTube channel. So we'll mention that at the end. All right. So before we get into these top five heart health benefits, Can you just give everyone a little overview of the diet itself? Because I think we've all heard about it, but people might not know what's involved. Right. 
The Mediterranean diet is a way of eating in which you're eating mostly plant-based foods. I think we know what those are, but vegetables, fruits, whole grains, beans, nuts, seeds, Seeds, right? And small amounts of animal foods. Fish and seafood is often eaten several days per week. Right. Poultry, eggs, and dairy are also eaten. For the dairy, it's mostly cheese and yogurt, though. And they're eaten in smaller amounts compared to what many Americans (laughs) are accustomed to eating. Not surprising. Yeah. Red meat is only eaten once or twice a month. Okay. And sweets, as well as Mm. other refined carbs, are also limited. Okay. And really one of the biggest things, too, is that few processed foods are eaten. You're trying to eat foods closest to their natural state. Right. Now, in addition to this, let's not forget about the olive oil and the one that I think is going to sell this to a lot of people, the red wine. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Extra virgin olive oil is the preferred form of fat used for cooking, for drizzling on vegetables, or you can use them in marinades or salad dressings. Sure. It's important to make sure you're buying good quality extra virgin olive oil, though, so don't buy the cheapest thing that's out there. Okay. And now on to the wine. You mentioned wine before. Yes. And red wine is drank regularly. Okay. On the Mediterranean diet. Yay! But I'd like to point out, there's a little caveat here. It's drank in moderation, which we've talked about. Right, yeah. One drink per day for women, two for men, and the drink size is five ounces. Right, not the big red wine glass full to the brim. Yeah. I've seen studies where they've actually poured like what most people would pour in wine glasses, and most people (laughs) are pouring about eight to nine ounces, somewhere around there. So most people are getting like a drink and a half, two drinks almost in their one glass. I believe that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other important thing is that, you know, alcohol is drank in the company of others. Okay. Same thing with the food too. You know, it's meant to be, you know, I don't know, there's, it's It's communal. It's more relaxed. There's people around you. You take your time to eat. Yes. You're savoring everything, savoring the flavors, really just kind of enjoying it, right? So it's, you're probably not going to eat as much either because you're taking the time to enjoy it. Right. So, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the whole, you know, doing this in the company of people and really enjoying the meal because you've mentioned to me too that Mediterranean diet isn't so much a diet, but it's more kind of like a lifestyle or a pattern of eating. And I think that's an important distinction because we've talked about the word diet is so off-putting to a lot of people. Yeah, I actually really, I despise the word a lot. Yeah. And you'll hear me say Mediterranean diet because that's what it's called. Right. So that's why I have to say that. But, you know, I don't like the word because it makes me think of deprivation or restriction. It makes me think. You can't have this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'd rather people focus on all the healthy, delicious foods they can eat. And there are so many ways to make healthy food taste good on the Mediterranean diet. Well, and let's face it, so much of the food on the Mediterranean diet itself is really flavorful, good, yummy, fresh food. So you have a lot of good stuff to work with. Right. So let's go now and dive into those heart health benefits that we started talking about. So what is the first main health benefit of the Mediterranean diet? The first reason is our main focus here in the Karen Yance Cardiac Awareness Center, and that is and that is a reduced risk for heart disease. Heart disease still remains the number one cause of death for both men and women in the U.S. and all around the world. 
The Mediterranean diet is one of the best ways to keep your ticker healthy, everybody. Yes. Large randomized controlled trials such as PrediMed have shown a 30% reduced risk for heart disease. That is not an insignificant number at all. No. So do they know why the Mediterranean diet is so good at helping to reduce that heart disease risk? It's probably a combination of factors. Eating many plant-based foods means you're getting lots of fiber, Mm -hmm. vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and phytochemicals. We've talked a lot about fiber, but fiber helps lower cholesterol and prevents those plaque deposits in blood vessels. The other nutrients I mentioned help keep blood pressure lower, Mm -hmm. which keeps those blood vessels strong, elastic, and free from tears. The antioxidants and phytochemicals help in reducing inflammation. That's good. Yep. And fewer animal foods, especially less red meat, means less of a substance called TMAO getting produced. I'll have to talk about TMAO in a future podcast because it's really kind of really very intriguing. But high TMAO levels double your risk for having a heart attack as well as dying from any cause. TMAO alters cholesterol metabolism and leads to plaque buildup in arteries. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Makes sense. And then one of the other reasons could be olive oil. I mean, olive oil is mostly monounsaturated fat, Mm -hmm. which is a healthy fat because it helps lower total cholesterol. And LDL, that's the lousy cholesterol. Sure. And it helps increase HDL cholesterol, which is the healthy stuff. Okay. It has also been shown to protect the lining of our blood vessels, which is kind of cool. The monounsaturated fat in olive oil is called oleic acid, which is very resistant to oxidation, and it helps reduce inflammation, especially C-reactive protein, also known as CRP. Okay. And this is a large biomarker for heart disease. And then olive oil also contains polyphenols. This is a type of antioxidant that reduces inflammation and protects blood cholesterol from oxidizing, which reduces risk for heart disease. See, now I'm picturing like rivers of olive oil like flowing through (laughs) my blood vessels, even though I know that's not how it works. I'm not injecting olive oil into my veins, but that's how I'm like picturing it. Like it's making everything nice and smooth and making it run through. So let's move on to the second heart health benefit of the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the second heart health benefit is a reduced risk for stroke. Which makes sense given that it helps prevent heart disease. Right. But the added thing here is it's especially helpful in women who are at (gasps) a high risk for cardiovascular disease. So you mean for once. For once, we get, like, the bulk of the benefit from something. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yay! It's such a change of pace. Yeah, in the (laughs) journal Stroke in September of 2018, they talked about an observational study that was done on over 23,000 men and women. They were aged 40 to 77 years old, and they followed these people for 17 years. And here are the results. There was a significantly reduced risk for stroke the more people adhered to the Mediterranean diet. Okay. This was true for both men and women, but especially so for women. Hmm. Now, researchers don't know exactly why this is. They controlled for things like menopausal status, use of hormonal replacement therapy. So they adjusted for those things, and that didn't change the results. So it wasn't that. 
but really there was an average reduced risk of 13% overall for both men and women. But in women at the highest risk for cardiovascular disease, those that adhered to the Mediterranean diet at a very high level showed a 20% reduced risk. Wow. I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah, 13 Mm -hmm. to 20% reduced risk is huge. Mm Mm-hmm. So, how can you top that? What's the third health benefit of following the Mediterranean diet? Oh, I'll top it, Bethany. <laughs> you better, Heather. <laughs> so, the third heart health benefit is that following the Mediterranean diet has been shown to help in blood sugar management. Okay. This means it may help in preventing type 2 diabetes. We've talked about that a lot yes. here in other episodes. Or if you have type 2 diabetes, following this way of eating may keep blood sugar levels in a healthy range. Okay. So I mentioned that PREDIMED study before mm-hmm. in reducing risk for heart disease, right? Showed yep. that 30% reduced risk. So researchers randomized a subgroup of 400 people from that study. They were ages 55 to 80. They did not have diabetes, and they followed them for four years to see if they did go on to develop diabetes. Okay. People following the Mediterranean diet had a 52% reduced risk for type 2 diabetes, and it was not from weight loss or from exercising more. Huh. So do they know what it was or is this one of those things where they're like oh we don't really know (laughs) the thinking is the high amounts of fiber and meals and snacks leads to smaller increases and decreases in blood sugar levels right it keeps it kind of it's a little more steady rather than the roller coaster effect with your blood sugar levels because fiber is also very filling it's possible that it keeps portion sizes in check also okay And the Mediterranean diet is also higher in fat, most of that coming from olive oil, which we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And that may help with satiety too, right? Just helps you feel kind of more full. Olive oil also contains a phenolic compound, and I have no idea how you pronounce this one. It's a long O word. Yeah, (laughs) oleuropene, which signals the pancreas to secrete insulin. That's the important thing to take from that. Okay. You want your pancreas to secrete insulin so it can match up with your glucose and your blood vessels, right? Right. So this helps with blood sugar control. The last reason I think a Mediterranean diet helps with diabetes management has to do with my favorite topic, Bethany. Get ready, guys. Heather's going to talk about your gut. That's right. It's the gut or the (laughs) microbiome. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, too, about what happens when we eat high-fiber foods. Mm -hmm. Basically, the healthy bacteria in our microbiome eats the fiber and makes more healthy bacteria. These healthy bacteria make and release neurotransmitters and short-chain fatty acids that are sent to your liver, and they signal your body to control blood sugar levels. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So now we're on number four. What is the fourth heart health benefit of the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, I think people will like this one. Okay. The fourth benefit is that the Mediterranean diet has been shown to help with weight loss. Sold. I'm down. (laughs) Now, don't get super, super excited here. It's not a fast weight loss, but a nice, slow, gradual weight loss over time. Which is what you actually kind of want. Right. 
I know everybody wants to snap their fingers well, and right. the weight will just fly off. I should say your dietician wants <laughs> you to do it the slow way. Your doctor too. <laughs> now the key thing here for weight loss to happen is to keep calories in check. Okay. Obviously. In a randomized controlled trial on obese middle-aged men and women in Israel, and they followed these people for two years, mm-hmm. okay? Those following a calorie-restricted Mediterranean diet lost just as much weight as the unrestricted low-carb group. Wow. Yeah. They both lost 10 pounds over two years. Okay. In other studies I've read, women do particularly well with weight loss on a Mediterranean diet compared to low-carb. We don't know why that is exactly, but it is interesting. Okay, that is interesting. I have theories that are like spinning in my head. Okay. So other than obviously portion control, which we know Mm -hmm. keeps calories in check, Mm -hmm. what would be the best way to do that? Yeah, so one of the best ways to keep calories in check is to eat many foods high in both fiber Mm -hmm. and water content. Hello, cucumbers. That's right. A lot of those (laughs) non-starchy vegetables would be great examples of this. These foods fill you up volume-wise for fewer calories. I want you to picture that in your stomach. Yeah. Your stomach can only hold so much food at one time. Right. So picture it whenever you're eating vegetables. Water or broth-based soup would be a great example of this, too. It takes up more space, not to mention when there's fiber there, it's going to draw more water to that area as well. Okay. The other helpful thing is to limit portions of calorie-dense foods, such as grains, starchy foods, olive oil, and nuts. So basically what you're saying is don't get a huge plate, fill it with spaghetti, cover it in a bottle of olive oil, and a then bottle. throw on a whole bag of pine nuts, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, please. Oh my gosh. Not that I would do that myself. I would never do that myself. That's, that's a little aggressive even for me. Now, I haven't been to Italy yet, but I've heard from people who go to Italy that they're very surprised by the amount of pasta they are served. That because, would not surprise me. Because we're used to Olive Garden-sized portions of pasta, Which right? is ridiculous. It, well, it is. It. <laughs> it is. But anyway, you're served much smaller amounts of it over there. So yeah, they eat pasta, but they're not eating gargantuan amounts of it. Right. And I, I remember being in college and going to an actual like Italian bistro not in Italy sadly but <laughs> in my college town and I I was on a big fettuccine alfredo kick at the time and I'd only ever had like the monster fettuccine alfredo uh-huh. that you would get in like an olive garden type place and I ordered it and they brought me a very small plate with a very small maybe like a half a cup or three quarters of a cup of this fettuccine alfredo and my first thought was oh my god I'm not gonna be full yeah but it turned out it was actually the perfect portion size because if you've never had fettuccine alfredo before it's very rich yeah so you don't first of all you don't need a lot of it to fill yourself up Mm -hmm. but it was I was full without being stuffed. Yeah. And I was also able to eat dessert, which really that's what life So you is got all to about. enjoy two cool things from I there. I did. And I think you think that something won't fill you up, but give yourself time. Right. So let's talk about the last heart health benefit of the Mediterranean diet. And this is a big one that I don't think people might know about. Right. So we think following the Mediterranean diet may help ease depression. 
And we've talked about depression in previous episodes and how depression itself can increase risk for heart disease and dying from heart disease. This is such an important topic to discuss all the time, but especially right now. Right. And that's because, like I mentioned at the beginning, May is Mental Health Awareness Month Mm -hmm. in addition to Mediterranean Diet Month. And there are many ways to manage depression and like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. how we eat is one of them. We talked about this a while ago in your Food and Mood podcast, which yeah. we'll link to. But can you talk a little bit more about that right now for our listeners? Yes. Following a Mediterranean way of eating is associated with a reduced risk for depression in a meta-analysis of 41 observational That's studies. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. Also, pooled data from four longitudinal studies showed a 33% reduced risk for depression compared to like the standard American diet, the sad diet, diet, (laughs) you know, which is really high in fat and added sugars and really low in fiber, right? Mm Because there's not many fruits or vegetables or whole grains. And researchers cannot say definitively, though, that following a Mediterranean diet will reduce your risk of developing depression or that it can cure depression. But there really are some very strong associations with this healthy way of eating. Right. Can you remind everybody why that might be? Yeah, again, listening to the Food and Mood podcast, you'll get a much thorough explanation for this, but... The answers just may lead back to the gut or microbiome again. It all leads back to the gut. It does, leads back to the (laughs) gut. When we eat foods high in fiber, the healthy bacteria in our microbiome eat the fiber and make more of themselves. These healthy bacteria produce neurotransmitters, um, some of them you know, like serotonin and GABA, and then these travel through the gut-brain access to the brain. These neurotransmitters help in easing depression and anxiety. And the gut and brain brain are constantly communicating with each other too. So if you eat healthy, you're going to get like, you know, more of that communication. Right. So the more often we eat those high fiber foods, the more our brain gets good stuff from the gut to ease depression. And then this in turn is good for our heart. You got it again, Bethany. Like a big circle. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So for someone just getting started with transitioning, okay, they've Mm -hmm. just, this all sounds good. I want to do this. Yeah. What are some good resources to check out okay i recommend people visit the old ways site and we'll put that in our show notes okay they have handouts information from research studies and of course tons of recipes Mm -hmm. you can also purchase a four-week mediterranean diet plan from them it's a little under 10 bucks i believe there are of course many mediterranean diet cookbooks out there in the world yes If you're visiting Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center, stop and see us in the Karen Yant Center. Shameless plug. (laughs) We have Mediterranean cookbooks you can check out from our lending library, Mm -hmm. along with tons of healthy recipes to take home. And here's another shameless plug. Mm -hmm. Don't forget about our meatless Mediterranean recipes that are on our Karen Yant Center YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We worked with a local chef named Stacy Jairs to show you how to make delicious and healthy meatless Mediterranean meals at home. Yeah. They are simple. They are tasty. Oh, yeah. We got to sample the food she cooked, and it was so good. Yeah, it was. One of the perks of being the filmmakers in this yes, case. Yes, yes. 
Well, happy Mediterranean Diet Month, everyone. We hope we gave you even more reasons to follow a Mediterranean diet. As if you needed more. (laughs) It helps in reducing risk for heart disease, our number one health threat. Reduces risk for stroke, especially in women. Bonus for the ladies. Yeah. Helps with blood sugar management and reducing risk for type 2 diabetes. Helps with a healthy gradual weight loss. Awesome. And it may help ease depression. Now, if you're following us on YouTube, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss any of our heart-healthy content. And that's all of our content, videos, podcasts, everything. That's right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at Renaissance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Louis Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.darinyantcenter.org. Like us on Facebook at Center and follow us on Facebook if you like what you hear. So, and be sure to tell us. Until next time, be ruler of your own heart.